Hi, Michael. Good morning, Yulia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. And where are you calling from? Um, I am in Bucharest right now, actually. So a few weeks ago, I'm Googling where to stay, what to do for the World Cup, and this really cool website called Miss Tourist comes up. So before, <laughs> before we talk about Russia and Moscow and all the stuff, tell me how you got started with the cool website, when did the love for traveling start, and what your site's all about. Yeah, um, I'm actually really happy that it showed up uh, because I wrote it. I wrote the post just a couple of months ago, and that means I did a good job. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started I think three years and a half ago, and I started right away as a full-time job because I don't know that that's what I wanted to do, and I didn't really know what I'm getting myself into. Maybe if I would, maybe I wouldn't start. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I really love what I'm doing. I enjoy it, uh, but it's not such an easy job, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. What exactly do you want to know? Just ask me questions. Yeah, like when did you start the whole travel thing? Because I'm an obsessive traveler also, and I was on your okay. site, and you've been everywhere. So when did you really start traveling, I guess, professionally? When did you start that? Yeah, well, I started traveling traveling before i started my blog um because it was my passion and it still is my passion i would just you know use all the money i have for traveling the world and i didn't really see the actual purpose of working somewhere for you know uh, having a good income and not be able to afford to travel in terms of like they wouldn't give you time to travel so mm -hmm. I would quit afterwards and go somewhere like to Australia, you know, and, and then I would eventually come back and be like, oh, okay, so now I have to work again to go, you know, to Thailand or somewhere. And uh, it got me thinking, like, how can I improve on that? How can I make my passion a profession? And yeah, I just uh, at some point I made a really big step into nowhere, let's say, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just moved uh, back then. It was to, to Thailand, to Chiang Mai, which is considered to be a city that is like a capital of digital nomadism and uh, travel bloggers. Uh, that's oh, that's where all of them hang out at some point, at least. And yeah, I just moved there without knowing absolutely anybody. I was there alone. And I pretty quickly found friends, found some people who helped me to start, who motivated me. Like I saw examples of people who were successful in what they're doing. And then I was like, okay, so why can't I? And so I just tried until I succeeded, now, basically. Do you have goals of like visiting every country or certain places you need to see? Or do you count countries or not really? No, you know what? I think I I don't count countries anymore. I'm I don't know 75. No, sorry, 65 plus. I guess mm -hmm. at some point, yeah, I just stopped doing that because that is not the goal. And uh, people ask me if yeah if that's what I want to do, but it's it's really not. I think there are like 200 countries in the world, and if you will just rush to see all of them to check your bucket list like okay been there done that that's not really what i want to do with my travels even if i skip a couple of countries that's okay but i actually want to to enjoy them to experience them as they should be you know of course okay. and, uh, yeah so that's not my purpose that's not my goal um 
And how I plan the, the countries where I want to go, I guess what I do right now for the last couple of years, I kind of do a bucket list of countries in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I set myself, um, well, yeah, let's call it a goal of, let's say, five countries where I want to go for sure. And then I try to do everything possible to visit them. That's actually really awesome. I'm, I'm on the same way. I'm in around like the mid-60s. But I don't just say, oh, let me run to this country to check it off. I'd rather go, hey, I'm going to just say Russia and let me maybe visit two countries very close by for a few days. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. the best experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was an article a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, of um, the youngest girl who visited all countries in the world. Mm -hmm. And most of my friends tagged me there saying, oh, you can't be the second one. You know, this is so cool. And I mean, I'm really happy for her. I think that was an incredible experience what she did. But this is not what I want to do. That's not something that really excites me, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. So now let's talk some Russia. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so people are estimating that maybe a million people are going to come to Russia for the World Cup. Like okay. me, like me, I got my ticket. I got my fan ID. I booked my mm-hmm. flight. So now you're going to okay. like help out everyone listening and ESPN soccer podcast, they're all going to post it because all soccer fans are coming to Russia. Let's land right now in the airport, which I can't pronounce. So what's the SVO airport that everyone's <laughs> going to be landing in? Okay, so right now there are, I think, four airports in Moscow. Moscow is a huge city. Mm-hmm. That's what you guys will will see. I don't know if you expect to see it, but it's a huge metropolitan city. Well, smaller than New York, but like I think bigger than London or maybe maybe the same size as London. So we have four airports and uh, it's not exactly, I'm, I'm not exactly sure that you're going to, to land in that one that you mentioned, mm-hmm. which is called Sheremetyevo. Um, yeah, all of them are international airports. I mean, at least three of them are for sure international big airports. So mm-hmm. you can land, land in either Sheremetyevo, either either Vnukovo, either Domodedovo. And now customs shouldn't be an issue, right? With everyone, when they have their fan ID, we got the ticket, the fan ID came mm-hmm. in the mail, and customs should be a breeze then, right? With the uh, fan I ID? I think so, yeah. I think, well, the only problems you might have is um, queues, because as you mentioned, many people will flock in the country more or less the same dates. But uh, yeah, it's it's clear everywhere on all websites that, you know, if you have your fan ID, Maybe you should take care of insurance. That's what I would mm-hmm. suggest doing. Print your insurance. Maybe that's what they can also ask you. But other than that, you should be fine. Now, in the airport, what I do when I travel, the first thing I always do in the airport is buy a SIM card. So my cell phone's working. Yeah, that's what I do as well. Yeah, that's it, in, that's in, very true. Yeah, in Moscow, SIM cards available right in the airport? Yes. It depends on what time of the day you're going to arrive. Mm-hmm. So I cannot guarantee that it's going to work maybe if you arrive at 2 a.m. You know, there, there are many offices of um, different SIM card providers that are going to be open in the working hours. But I'm not sure if it's going to be open, hopefully, in Sheremetyevo. Maybe. I'm not sure. I cannot, I cannot tell you for sure. But, uh, yeah, until like 9 p.m., you will see those op- those things open. And I can give you a couple of names for the providers. Of course, like the best ones. 
Well, actually, all of them are good. The connection is everywhere. It's not, um, you know, you will not, like, get disconnected. Uh, the only difference might be price, but uh, it's also not, like, a really big difference. Maybe a couple of euros, dollars difference. Um, so the, the one that I'm using is called Beeline. It's like B, you know, the, the insect line. Uh, then Megaphone. And uh, what else do we have? Uh, Megaphone, Beeline, uh, Tele2 tele or Tele3, I don't remember. And there is also one um, um, office where you can buy all of them. It's called Eurosets, Euro Eurosets basically, mm -hmm. and you can just go there. They sell um, mobile phones, I don't know chargers, whatever, and they also sell SIM cards. You can just ask there uh, what are the prices right now, which which ones of them are the best, like the tariffs, I mean, mm -hmm. and get it from there. Or you can go individually to to each of these um, offices. They're they're very little. And, um, yeah, so you just need your passport and that's it. And just make sure, just in case, um, the only thing I would ask them about is if your internet is going to work in another region other than Moscow oh, region. Okay. Yes, yes. Because what we have in Russia, you know, Russia is huge and we don't have something like what you guys have in the U.S. or, or what they have right now in the European Union. We don't have the roaming because different regions for us is like different, I don't know, different areas. And mm -hmm. uh, for us, that's that's already a roaming if you leave one region. So what you should double check is if you will, if if your internet is included in another region or sh or you will have to, to pay extra for that. Um, it depends on the tariff, but... Usually now what they do is they allow internet also in other regions, but the calls I think will be more expensive. So now we got our but cell phone. Yeah, we got our SIM card. How are we getting to city center? Are we taking the train, taxi, bus? Just say we land at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. Because that's what time I'm landing, mm -hmm. so that's all I care about. So <laughs> I, I land at 7 p.m. Am I taking a taxi, an Uber, the train? How am I getting to the city center? Yeah, okay, so you have a couple of options depending on your budget. Let's start from up to bottom. Um, you have an Uber, or also there are other applications such as um, we, we have Yandex Taxi, which is, um, I can spell it, it's Y-A-N-D-E-X, which is kind of our Google, so it has a lot of different features, mm -hmm. uh, including taxis. So you can download that application and uh, it basically works the same way and it's also in English, so it shouldn't be a problem. But I personally use Uber. I don't know why. It's just a habit, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I think depending on which airport and depending on where exactly you're going, it should be uh, up to 1,400 rubles, which is $20. Well, that's not bad I guess. at all. Okay. Yeah, and I think it should be actually less. It should be around 1,000 rubles, and yeah, so so it should be less than than maybe $15 or something like that. Now the one yeah, that's why that, mm -hmm. that's why I always use Uber. It's very convenient, super fast, and not that expensive. 
the one thing I loved, well, I loved a lot of things about your website, but your hotels, you went from like hostels up to luxurious. And now in Moscow, you said like 80% of hotels are done. So real quick. Yeah, that, that yeah. was a couple of months ago. So yeah. I think right now what's happening is uh, it's a disaster, honestly. If you didn't book your hotel yet, you should do it right now, seriously. Yeah, you're screwed basically if you didn't book it right or yeah especially if you go to a smaller city other than moscow or st petersburg actually i had a couple of readers complaining to me uh recently about saransk which is the very i mean it's not a small city but it's not prepared for the amount of um uh tourists that are going to visit the city they're out of hotels for at least a couple of months and the only options you can have right now is to either go like 50 kilometers outside of the city or uh, rent an apartment and those prices are also extremely inflated so the reader told me that a one-star hotel somewhere like in industrial area of saransk was 500 pounds per night oh my god yeah so guys seriously you should hurry up if this is the only thing you should do today is book yeah. your hotel and don't cancel it whatever happens don't cancel it now in moscow where because i read wait, wait, wait. So yeah. i didn't sorry i didn't tell you the other options do okay, you want okay. to hear them? of course of course people need yeah. places to stay <laughs> no, no no i mean about the transportation from from okay, the air okay besides uber Yes, so that one will be the most expensive one. Then you have the speed train, which is a very convenient option, and it runs from all three airports. It's called Aero Express, and you will see signs everywhere. When when you arrive, you will see signs saying speed train or Aero Express. And I think it costs, how much does it cost? I think 800 rubles, okay. so even less than $15. And uh, depending on the airport, it takes from 30 to 40 minutes to get to one of the central stations, also depending on which airport. So you will get right to the metro, one of the metro stations, and from there you can make your way to your hotel. Uh, but yeah, the only the only thing with that is that you will need to kind of figure out the, the metro system already, and that might be a little bit <laughs> overwhelming right after when you arrive. And uh, right away, I can tell you the recommendation for the metro, the metro application you should use. It's also called Yandex. So so like Yandex Taxi, you, we have Yandex Metro, okay, okay. Which, is, uh, which is a great, great application where, you know, it realizes right away where you are right now. And then you just type in the, the name of the metro where you want to go and it calculates you different ways um different routes how you can go from point a to point b uh and it e even tells you like oh okay you have to be in the beginning of the wagon to change to the other train because it will be faster for you this way you know it's okay. a really cool yeah, that's app. Great. yeah that's awesome yeah very intuitive so it's called yandex the same y a n d x metro uh, and the third and final way to get from the airport would be to take a public transportation. That would be like the cheapest way, but uh, because all the airports are located a little bit outside of the city and public transportation doesn't have, um, you know, a, a secure line just for them, you will, I think, have to stay in traffic jams. It will take you a couple of hours or, I don't know, maybe an hour, depending mm -hmm. on the traffic, to get 
to the closest metro station. Um, I cannot tell you right now which numbers for each airports go where, but you can easily Google that. Um, and yeah, they run until un, un, until midnight for sure. And it costs like really not much, maximum 100 rubles, usually something like 50 rubles, which is less than $1. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, real quick, back to the hotels. You, um, yeah. I, I know there's not many left in Moscow. Do you suggest, because a lot of people are going to the two games in those two stadiums, mm -hmm. you don't suggest staying by the stadiums. You suggest staying more by the city center so you can actually sightsee. Because there's not much to see around the stadiums. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it's correct. I mean, you will. it's not like the middle of nowhere and you will not find uh, restaurants or shops or whatever because Moscow is a very urbanized city. But I think for a tourist, it's more fun. It's much more things to do much more alive in the city center. Uh, and also the options for the hotels, I remember they were not super fantastic. So mm -hmm. yeah, I suggested to stay in the city center. And now when you say city center, like when we go on all the sites, um, you're saying like it's two miles from the red square. Is that like good city center? Um, so if you look at the, at the map or even that uh, metro map that mm -hmm. uh, I suggested, Yandex Metro, you will see how the metros are formed. And we have an inner circle, it's called, in Moscow. So anything that's in inner circle of the metro, uh, right now we have also a second circle. They're building it right now, so don't look at that one. The one that is inside, yeah, the metro is growing immensely in Moscow. Uh, anyway, so the one that is in the middle, anything that's inside that circle is a city center. Okay, so now most people... Julia, most people I spoke to are going to be in Moscow for around two and a half to three days. They're going to watch a game there or just sightsee mm -hmm. there and then go to an another city. So just say, like, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be there two and a half days. Give me the must. I know the Red Square, the cathedral. Give me your five things that you have to see. If you're going to Moscow, five things you must do. Okay, let me open my blog post first. <laughs> Because I have a really good post on, um, how many was it? I think 22 things to do yes. in Moscow. What, was it 18 and or I, 22? I, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, let me see. 18, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it better. Uh, so I spent like a week writing this article. I think this is the most detailed article I have. Okay. And um, yeah, I'll choose the best ones to see, to, to visit for you right now. So, yeah, the, the Red Square would be number one thing to visit, of course. I mean, you got to do that picture, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Then um, uh, if you are into sightseeing or seeing like a little bit of museums, um, I would suggest to visit inside the Kremlin. Um, there is a museum called um, – how is it called in English? Just a second. It's called um, – not Armory. I, let me scroll down. If you want to see Lenin mausoleum, yeah, the mausoleum, that, yes, that would be interesting, I guess, <laughs> and very unusual. Um, yes, it's called Armory Chamber. It's um, a very interesting museum that hosts so many different artifacts, Fabergé collection, and a lot of uh, things that were left from the Russian Empire, and visiting it, you can understand, I think you can 
understand the scale of how posh it was. I think it's very interesting, but um, you will for sure experience queues. So I visited mm -hmm. the second time a year ago and imagine that there was no World Cup coming out. And I, I remember we had to stay in a queue for some time. So what I recommend, and I have a link online here in that post that I told you about, mm -hmm. to book your tickets online and you will just get in without a queue. There is a specific time slot that you choose. You just go in, no problem. So that would be the second suggestion now, to visit. Now, because I wrote, I have a little list. St. Basil, uh, Basil's Cathedral. Is that in the Red Square? Um, the famous cathedral. Yeah, yeah. The, the famous cathedral is in the main square, yes. Oh, and how about the Kremlin? Is that also there? Yes. So it's actually a very convenient square. On the right side of it, well, w when you look at the at that famous church, you have uh, the Kremlin on the right side, and okay. on the left side you have um, um, it's not a shopping mall. I don't know how you how to call it. It's we call it Univermag in Russian, which was kind of the first shopping mall in Russia at the point when you know we had communism and stuff. It's a very very beautiful store, and I'm sure they're going to decorate it uh, for for the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying it because you know I'm into shopping. I'm actually not. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be very interesting and beautiful to check out the inside. Now, was that and, the, yeah, was so, that the gum? So was everything that around that yeah. area. Sorry? Because on your website, was that G-U-M, the gum? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay. pronounced boom. Sorry. Boom, boom. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe I should ch change the spelling. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then we have a new thing that was built just a year ago or so. It's a park called Zaryadie. Uh, it's also a really cool park. I'm, I hope it's not going to be that crowded. It's free to enter. And uh, the purpose of this park, what they try to do is to combine all the areas of Russia in one park and to show um, what different climbs, climate zones we have, like different, um, I don't know, different trees that grow in different parts of Russia. And also there are restaurants downstairs where you can try all different traditional food for each regions of Russia. So I think that's really interesting. And, um, let's now, see. How about this? So just say we have people who want to just see the Red Square and go to like things that aren't as popular. Because you had two things that I, I wrote down, the Vaca Museum and the, mm -hmm. and the Cold War Museum. Are those something we should go see? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, also, because Vodka Museum is located in a very, very beautiful area that is called Kalominskaya Estate. It's kind of look like that um, uh, that famous church that is like ginger-like building. Mm -hmm. It's also very beautiful and interesting. And you have um, um, a souvenir market, a very big market for all kinds of souvenirs you can find. So I, you can combine all of this all together, and I think it's really worth the visit. So it's called Kolominska, and it's number 16 in my list. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good thing. And uh, if you're into History World, uh, Cold War Museum, I think should be also very, very cool. But please double check uh, on the website, or maybe you can ask your hotel to call them if um, they can do a guided tour for you. Because what usually happens in museums of Russia, unfortunately, is... 
Uh, they try to do a really cool thing, but they're not ready yet. And they are, I don't know how it happens, but they're not exactly good yet. And probably what you're going to, to find there in the museum is um, information written in Russian. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, you can learn so much more from that museum if you would have a guide, I'm sure. So try to, to organize that in advance. Now, can all this be done in like two or three days? Yes, so uh, everything that we spoke about absolutely can be done in two or three days and you can fit uh, even more activities, I think, if you're willing to do that. Okay, now i got to ask you a question. Now, I travel all over, so I have no worry with this. But people, mm -hmm. you know, many Americans I speak to, is Russia safe for Americans to go to? Specifically Moscow, because a lot of people are going right to Moscow, St. Mm -hmm. Petersburg. Is Moscow safe for Americans to come to? Yes, it's absolutely safe, and uh, you will be surprised even if you go like to outskirts of Russia, how clean and organized it is. Seriously, comparing even to like the most clean, supposed to be countries like Germany or something like that, it's nothing compared. And uh, the only um, not safe thing I can see about this is. Um, having a lot of, you know, usually what happens in football in, it's a lot of people getting drunk and shouting things to each other and then they get into the fight. I don't know how this works. I think these are very easy to happen fights when uh, events like this happen. So I would just suggest to stay away from maybe big groups of drunk guys. doesn't even matter the nationality. But other than that... Moscow is so safe. The only thing, again, the only thing I would um, care about in this way is watch your purse sometimes. Who knows? We have some gypsies in uh, in the city, unfortunately, and they like to hang out in, you know, crowded areas, and especially in public transportation. Mm -hmm. Just watch your purse. I actually saw a couple of uh, times this, um, this happening, like somebody's tried to steal a purse of somebody. But, uh, yeah, other than this kind of pickpocketing things, nothing should happen to you. It's really safe. And with Americans, it's going to be good relations if Russians and Americans, everything's fine with that? Yeah, absolutely. Now, how about English? Is English spoken there? Is it um, – because your English is great, but is English spoken there? Are the signs in English? Is it easy for Americans to get around there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if – People speak English in Russia, that's going to be Moscow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe St. Petersburg, but not that much. If you go outside of that, guys, be prepared. Nobody's going to speak English. Uh, maybe if you're very lucky, but like that's going to be 1% chance that people speak English. Uh, well, I'm exaggerating, but still. In Moscow, uh, if, you, if you need help, if you want to ask for direction, I would suggest aiming for... Uh, younger people, they all speak English. Probably they will all speak English. And yeah, just aim for younger people. Usually people speak English. And about the directions, uh, for sure, everything in the metro is double. So we have our alphabet and then we translated everything a couple of years ago to English as well. So you will see the name of stations translated in uh, English, uh, all the signs like the way out uh, to change to the different line, it's also translated. And uh, if you're trying to find, let's say, your hotel, 
<clears throat> and you have the address, but your GPS doesn't work or something happened, you will also see that all the street signs are translated as well. So you should not be worrying about that. Now, my friends wanted me to ask you this. What bars are going to be the best to watch the games in? Is there like a couple yeah, bars I, of just great sports bars to go over there? Uh, I actually have a list. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I have a huge list. And everything's on your website, MissTourist.com. And all this yeah. stuff is on there already. And like, so now will the bars, the bars are going to just be awesome, right, during the games? Oh, absolutely, yes. I actually made my research um, well, a couple of months ago when I was writing this article, and I was asking also my uh, my friends, locals in Moscow, about which bars are exactly, you know, specializing in football games. Mm -hmm. And my friends told me, don't worry, everybody's going to be specializing <laughs> in that. Yeah. But um, in, in the article, I have this list of around, I don't know, 10, 15 bars. Mm -hmm. um, they are actually, you know, specializing. They have huge screens and they're going to be prepared for you to be there. Um, but the only thing I would suggest, again, is to double check if they have places because everybody's going to go to a bar and especially the locals, they will they will go for the known ones, uh, the ones that have a lot of screens and stuff. So I would ask your hotel staff on the front desk to call them and to book a place for you because that's absolutely normal. Everybody will book a table. Now, is Russia excited about hosting this World Cup? Like, are the regular citizens really excited about what's going on? I think so. Well, I'm not in Russia right now. Mm -hmm. I think some of the people are actually a bit scared, to be honest, like the local ones that are not into football. Okay, I think okay. they're a bit scared about the amount of tourists that are going to come because everybody understands that it's a huge event for the country. Uh, but for sure, yeah, people are very excited. People can't wait to see how it's going to be because some of the cities never saw the, you know, this amount of foreigners visiting their country. So I'm sure they're very excited. Now, what's three cuisines? What are three things we must eat in Moscow mm -hmm. or in Russia? I should say in Russia, but I'll say in Moscow because yeah. that's where uh, I'm going. <laughs> okay. You don't go anywhere else? Yeah, I'm going to go to Moscow and St. Petersburg, definitely. And it, I'm looking to go to, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, Kaliningrad, Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad, yes, yes. Kaliningrad. Yes. Which is uh, an area, a very particular area for Russia because it stands outside of uh, of the mainland Russia. Yeah, that, that's why I want to go. <laughs> yeah. So you, um, I don't know, depending on how you go, and for people who are listening to us, and also maybe go to Kaliningrad. If you guys go by train, you should take care of customs because you are going to actually cross the border first to reach Kaliningrad because, as I said, it stands outside of the city, uh, of, of the country, sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have it also described, if you are interested, I have an article on train rides in Russia. So what you should do is just go to misstourist.com and uh, there is a search bar and just type train and you will see one of them. It's going to be called the ultimate guide to trains in Russia. Anyway, you asked about the, Three the cuisine. Foods. Yeah, because I love yeah. – when I travel all over the world, doesn't matter where I am, I have to try local cuisine. That's mm -hmm. all I want to eat is local food. So what's three local cuisines that we have to eat if I'm going to Russia? Yes. So I have also in that article about Moscow 20 uh, – sorry, 18 things to do. Um, I have nine things that you should try. It also has pictures and it also has – 
in parentheses, um, it has the Russian pronunciation and the Russian writing so that if you if you have a menu in Russian, you can recognize, you know, the way it's called. So check it out. But the, the first three, I think it would be the Russian pancakes, which are blini in Russian. Mm-hmm. Very traditional, and we can have them as a dessert with, you know, with jam and tea. Oh, by the way, be prepared for a lot of tea if <laughs> if, if you are, you know, going to experience the, the Russian traditional way, then, yeah, we drink a lot of tea. So uh, the pancakes can be either with jam or something sweet, or it can also be as a main dish, we can put, I don't know, meat inside, sour cream with meat or something like rice with uh, minced meat or something like that. So this, then we have borscht, which is a red-like soup with beetroot and, uh, well, other ingredients inside. This is very famous and you should try that. Uh, And the third one, I think out of them all, I would, I think, suggest a Russian salad. And what's in that? Um, uh, it's a very popular salad for Russia, and yeah, it ha- kind of has everything in it. We boil potatoes, eggs, carrots, peas, ham, and put mayo on top, and it's something very traditional. Yeah. And how about what's the best and the worst thing about visiting Moscow? The, your, your favorite uh, thing and the worst thing that's going like I'm gonna come well, home and say I love that or oh I hated that. Yeah, I cannot say um, for me because, you know, I am a local and I have lived in Moscow for some time. But what I heard from many of my friends, foreigners that had been to Russia and then they they come back excited about what they've seen. And what all of them say, well, mostly all of them, they say, oh, my God, I didn't expect it to be so urbanized and so organized. It's actually one of the greatest cities in these terms I've been to. So I think you will be surprised by the scale of Moscow mm-hmm. um, because, um, I don't know, I guess in, in the communism time, we, we had this idea of like showing up how how big we are. And you will see a lot of buildings that are, they're not ugly, actually. Um, Well, I don't find them ugly. They're just colossal in a way. Mm -hmm. So you will see many of those. You will see huge roads that you shouldn't even try to cross because they have like eight lanes one way. (laughs) Seriously. And this is in the center of the city. I'm not even talking about like uh, outskirts. So I think this is uh, going to be interesting and exciting. Also, I recommend to visit the metro, the metro that we have, even if you are going to take taxis and Ubers, just, you know, just to get yourself uh, familiar with how metros can be. (laughs) I recommend going um, underground and take a couple of stations. I also have that on on the article, by the way, the list of around five or six um, stations that are the most beautiful. Um, and they, they are very beautiful. They are like a little palace inside each station. Very clean, very organized. The metro is every, not even every minute, it's every like 20 seconds, I guess. So everybody who, you know, they, they go down the escalator and they see the train leaving. They don't even try to rush because everybody knows that by the time you will get down, there will be a new metro coming right now. So that's pretty fascinating, I think, the, the way it works. And uh, the thing that you wouldn't like, mm, I 
I am afraid and I hope that's not going to happen, but I think it's going to be very crowded, unfortunately, because, yeah, this kind of event, they mm -hmm. um, attract a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, just try to book everything as much as in advance as possible. Um, and, yeah, I hope um, the organizers will do a good job about, you know, th there are many situations like when many people hang out in one area and I don't know, everybody needs to leave stadium at the same time. Usually that's a mess, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, Let's have, be honest. Yeah, of course. I have three more questions for you. Is yes. there any cultural do not do's? Like, is there anything that we should do to be like, oh, we don't want to offend Russian people by doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Let me tell you Things that are not exactly offending, but maybe surprising for Russians. Okay. Um, we don't do that much of a um, physical contact to people that we don't know. I don't know. That's just the first thing that came in mind because we are a little bit, that's what you're going to see as well. Mm -hmm. We are a little bit more reserved than like the, the usual understanding of a European person or North American people. We don't smile so much to people that are, you know, in front of us in the metro to some strangers because that's, uh, that's how we perceive things. If you smile to another person that you don't know, that means that maybe uh, something is wrong with that other person. Like <laughs> maybe he put his jacket upside down or something. So in Russia, we, we, we do smile. We are very warm people, but it only happens once you get to know each other at least a little bit. Like even if, you know, you had a one minute conversation, Russian people will probably invite you to the house or I don't know, invite you for a coffee. They will be super nice to you. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you don't know each other, you might have um, this vision of Russian people as, as reserved so, yeah, that, that's how we are. You have to be prepared for that. I don't know what else. Um, oh, about gay, gay couples, I guess. It's mm -hmm. still... Moscow is much more open-minded than any other city in, in Russia, but still we have some people that would be very against gay couples showing affection in public. So mm -hmm. I would suggest to avoid troubles and not like holding hands or kissing in the streets. Of course. Yeah. Now, I have one friend named Kenny who's coming. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care one bit about soccer. His one question to me, and now I have a girlfriend, so I am not interested in this. My one friend Kenny wants to know, do Russian girls like American guys? That's the one question he <laughs> wanted me. He, he said, please ask this one question. He's like, do Russian girls like American guys? Yeah, Russian girls like <laughs> foreigners in general, actually. <laughs> yeah. And how about, what's one souvenir we have to take home? Um, matryoshka, I think. Do you know what matryoshka is? Is those those little figures? Yeah, yeah, those little figures that you can put one inside the other. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a perfect souvenir. Oh, and of course the vodka, right? Of course. Yeah, and I recommend, by the way, buying it from a supermarket because the quality, you shouldn't be um, scared about like lower lower prices that uh, that we have in our stores for for vodka because all of it is good quality. Don't worry. Has, has your website gotten a lot of uh, more traffic because of those posts about the World Cup? 
Yeah, I have uh, some significant traffic to to my posts about uh, the World Cup because I have recommendations for each cities in terms of hotels. So people really appreciate my help, I think, because, you know, they're not familiar in the way we organize things, in the way like how we book hotels. And also there is uh, one very important thing I forgot to, to tell you about. Um, it's about invitation and registration. So for you, it's easy because you have the fun ID. You don't need any invitation. But usually what happens when you go um, to Russia and you apply for the visa, you need a so-called official invitation from from a hotel or if you are invited by a friend, you need an invitation from that friend. So that is a little bit um, confusing for people because it's, you know, it's different. I never needed to do it for nor USA nor European Union. Anyway, so what happens? You come with that invitation to, to the hotel that invited you, and then they collect your passport, and then they do the whole registration by themselves. So you don't need to do anything, but they will give you at the end after they registered you. That that usually takes one day. And they give you a piece of paper that you should save until the moment you cross the border. And that will tell the border controller that everything is good. You registered. That is a, a rule that is, in my opinion, very outdated. Mm -hmm. But that's a rule. You know, you have to <laughs> follow it. But if you don't stay in a hotel, um, let's say you stay in an Airbnb, Usually the uh, the host, uh, the owners of uh, apartments, they don't do that because it's a little bit time consuming to go all the way to the immigration office to stay there in the line. And the line will be long because uh, everybody will want will need to register. Mm -hmm. So I guess you will have to take care of that in advance. Well, you should talk to your host. And if they say, no, I cannot do that. So that's your responsibility to do it. Um, and it can be a very confusing job actually to to fill in those forms they are also in russian to find like the the local immigration office closer closest to your to your house spend like many hours standing there in the queue so that's why i recommend staying in a hotel mm -hmm. because these these things will be taken care of for you there now i want to stress one thing before we finish up i know we spoke yeah. the whole time about russia and mostly moscow but your website has tips and pictures and everything from every country. So even if you don't like football and you're not going to Russia, you still have to check out MissTourist.com. I really loved your site. I found it, I guess, Thank two, you. two weeks ago. And I've been on it just looking up like different stuff. So one, thank you for waking up early for coming on. Two, thank, <laughs> no you, no, thank you for being a great guest and being really informative. And thank you for no your problem. website because I printed up so much stuff. I made so many notes. It's going to make my trip so much easier. So I just really want to thank you for coming on. I'm very happy about that. That means my job wasn't useless. <laughs> no, it was not. And well, I'll definitely keep in touch with you, okay? Absolutely. And if you guys have any questions, you know the website, mysteries.com. Just drop a comment below any of the posts, and I will be sure to reply to these questions, okay? Yulia, thank you so much, my friend. You are very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.